the Strategic Hot Box with Dr. Brandy Love Stankovic. Discussing leadership, business, and how to take control of your life and achieve greatness. It's time to kick some ass. Welcome to Strategic Hot Box. It's your girl, Dr. Brandy Stankovic. We have a pretty exciting show for you today. We're flipping the switch. So many of you that know me in the industry have seen me out there, probably seen some interviews I've had on CU Broadcast. And so today, ooh, we are going to have a very special guest. Mr. Mike Lawson is joining us here from CU Broadcast to talk about the fears of being an entrepreneur. But I was just sharing with him, I love being in control of questions and it's him that's going to give us all the amazing nuggets. Let's get started. So at oh the Strategic Hot Box, you know that we learn, we love, and we kick ass. And in the process of everything that's happened in the world over the last year, over the last six months, we've learned a lot of things and we've adjusted. And here in the Hot Box, we're doing the exact same. And with that, we still want to be forging forward and executing and, and pushing ourselves. And for those of you that are entrepreneurs already or that run your own businesses now, you know that the world has shifted and changed for you and the way your strategies and business have likely adjusted as well. And if you're thinking about starting a business, I still would highly urge you to do so because as more and more people are heading down this, this entrepreneurial path, it, it supports the economy, it supports the world, it supports you and your own leadership efforts. And But it is it can be a little scary. And I think that sometimes people go into it sometimes naive and sometimes maybe overly cautious because they're it's opposite of naive but but being an entrepreneur certainly does take a a specific skill set of somebody that's willing to be in control of their future and take control i have a friend that was launching a business that we just talked with in the last few weeks and and she was asking what are the things that that i need to be considering or thinking about and the a couple of them that i shared with her first was that find somebody or a client or or, or somebody that you can work with where you can fail hard and fail quickly because there are things that will come up in this entrepreneurial environment that you won't anticipate if you've always worked for another organization, uh, even in the CEO capacity, but for uh, working for yourself is a little different. So if there is a technology challenge, you are IT. If there's a collection issue, you are the person that has to go out in the street and say, give me my money. You know, you are the person that, that will make the mistakes and the person that has to clean them up. And so having somebody that you're confident in, in making those mistakes can really support that. The second one I shared is to give herself a doomsday. She wasn't really sure if she wanted to and how long should I do this? And I said, give yourself a date and then go all out until that date. Don't half go into this like, do I want to pretend, you know, jumping in the pool? It's more just dive in, give it your all, and know that you are going to do that until this particular date or this particular dollar budget amount, because you know things will occur, you will make mistakes. And then the I, the final one that I shared with her is make sure that you're on top of your game because you are the one that's representing the brand and the organization. And so I gave her the frame of don't be the nail lady with the, the crappy nails, right? Don't go to the nail shop and go, Ugh. like I don't, I wouldn't want to look like that or the hair chick that, uh, that you don't like her hair. I mean, you want to be the person that is emulating what it is that you do in, in, in life or what it is that the share that you want to share and be. So live your passion, live your dream, represent that brand that you are creating. 
And fear, of course, is a normal part of that. And I, I feel like entrepreneurship is such a powerful thing for anybody to, to work through the process of emotional intelligence, to work through the process of responsibility, or we've talked about on the show before, locus of control of saying, I am the master of this. I am the one that can make these things happen. And it also is an environment very similar to our mantra of learning, loving, and kicking ass that you're gonna have to learn every day, that you'll have to be able to develop relationships Relationships and love the individuals around you. And if you don't get cast, no one's going to. And so being an entrepreneur, it's on your shoulders to do that. And it's a very powerful and exciting opportunity for people. And so one individual that has done that and done it very successfully and continues to build on all the different things we talk about here on the Hotbox is my friend, Mike Lawson. And so I'd like to introduce you to him now. He is the host of a very uh, exciting and the, really the credit union industry's financial services only online video talk show, but it has you know, 4,000 video interviews. This is CU Broadcast and the host of that, Mike Lawson, and he has more than 25 years experience in journalism and PR and marketing, an extensive background, of course, in financial services as well, even going all the way back to his days at Scimitar. He started yeah. C Broadcast in 2010, and as I mentioned, has, has thousands of videos out there now. So he's an industry MC, no doubt, and a speaker on all things that we were chatting about. And he's also a husband and father to five amazing kids, even twins. I didn't even know that about you, Mike. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Welcome. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. When was that clip? That clip you guys just showed? I was thinking, gosh, that was like, I don't know. Was that Singapore? Was it Belfast or something when I was interviewing you? Uh, oh, okay. two, yeah, 2017. So that, that so yeah, it must have been, I don't know. We go way back now. So I'm just going <laughs> to call it out. That's me and you. Oh, I'm seeing it now there. Oh, I don't even know. What is that? The Global Women's Leadership, WCUC. You know, Mike, all of our time together is pretty spectacular. So it all just runs, you know, runs together. And I love uh, that we do get to spend time. The, the live interviews and things that you do are pretty, are pretty powerful. When did you consider being an entrepreneur? Tell us a little bit about you and your journey. Oh my gosh. Um, probably since I graduated from college, I always wanted to create something and and sustain something. I just kind of always had kind of had that bug in me where I just I want to yeah I just want I love creating things and seeing if it will work. And that was kind of the story mm -hmm. behind the podcast. It's like, gosh, let's create this and see if it works. That was essentially the the thought that popped into my head. But yeah, I've always kind of had that bug of creating things and seeing if it'll work. So yeah. And has your perspective on it all changed at all? Or has it evolved over the years? Um, yeah, it's not as like you were talking about in your intro. It's not as easy as one would think. It's not like, hey, you know, it's not like uh, presto, here's your business and off it goes. It's there's a lot of work. I keep I keep relating it to like a roller coaster. I mean, some days are great, some days are bad. Boy, if you can withstand the highs and lows, that's the uh, that's that's the life of an entrepreneur, obviously. But as as your business goes and the longer it's it sustains itself and the more successful it is, the those highs and lows they kind of they kind of even out. So you still have your bad days and good days, but. Uh, but yeah, they're not as quite not quite as as huge as they were in the first couple of years. It's it, it is a, it's a scary endeavor for sure. 
no doubt about it. And I think there's something that's somewhat cumulative as you grow in, in reputation and in brand and, uh, and building a business. It uh, It's a little bit more volatile or vulnerable at first, mm-hmm. but just like the, what this year has taught us here, uh, anything can happen along the way. So you, we aren't... Uh, uh, immune to roller coasters moving forward or you know yeah. the, i think that's sort of the the scariest thing people say is oh i've been there done that well mm-hmm. and no comes doubt. 2020 right <laughs> 2020 what a year oh my gosh <laughs> Who would have thought? And so but, what yeah. scared you the most in when you were jumping out and, and starting things what scared you the most um if it would work i mean i, I I'll, I'll just relate it to see you broadcast and um I've always been, I mean, I graduated from college with a, a degree in broadcast journalism. So I had that kind of in my back pocket and I always wanted to do video. I really enjoyed working with video and, and telling stories and sharing stories and, and enjoy being a journalist. And my favorite part of the process was always interviewing people. So, mm-hmm. so I want to kind of wanted to marry the two together with video and, and the whole interview process. And I found this little app that would work on Skype that would make a little split screen format. So, oh my gosh, let's try this out. And so, so, but my initial fear, I mean, I mean, posting that very first story was petrifying. It's like, is anybody gonna watch? Is anybody gonna like this? Is, any, is this gonna go? And so for, for a while, it was basically my wife and my dog that was watching. But uh, after a while, you know, a few people hear about it and there you go. Yeah, same is true for the hotbox, by the way. The number one fan is still my pug that sits in the the other room when we look at the episode. (laughs) Um, How did that fear then, how how did you use that in your success moving forward? I mean, were you able to capitalize on that? Oh, totally. I'm, I'm glad you asked that question because the fear keeps me honest. It, the fear makes me care about it. I, I think if I didn't, if I wasn't so fearful of it, if I didn't have the fear, I wouldn't care so much. But the fear really makes me go that extra mile to make sure that what I'm doing is good, is quality. And so that's what keeps driving me. And to this day, I still get scared going on an interview. I'm scared right now, but but that means I care and I want to do a good job. So that's what, uh, that's what motive, that's kind of like the motivator actually. I love that you frame it that way. There's so often where I'll work with or have an employee that won't take the responsibility for the income or driving growth or won't take responsibility for things. And I think that being an entrepreneur and doing it all on your own, you're almost required, you're forced to do that. Part of that Mm -hmm. fear is that you are the one and that makes for a different human being. No doubt, no doubt. And then then all the hats you have to wear and it's just, it's quite the, I call it my one man circus. And, uh, but you know, after a while you develop these processes and you develop all these procedures and, and you, it just get, all of it just kind of gets ironed out, but it's just the, those beginning stages where you're just trying things and it's, gosh, I wonder if this will work. I wonder if that will work. And, mm-hmm. and I know that there's the saying fail fast type of thing and, mm-hmm. and learn from it. And that's basically what, I do on a daily basis, I think, but especially in the beginning to see if something will work and then if it doesn't, okay, drop it and let's move on to something else. So, yeah. Yeah. And letting go of something is can be particularly hard being an entrepreneur, is it not? Because it's, everything is your baby because you created it. And so being able to let something go, hey, that didn't work, you know, and and really to push through. The opposite of that is also true. There are things that I don't particularly love, but I still have to handle when you're running in that environment. 
No doubt. No doubt. Like administrative stuff that just, uh, that stuff just drives me crazy, but it's a have to. So, cause it's on my shoulders. And so, yeah, right. that's the, I mean, my favorite part obviously is doing stuff like this, like this with you. Mm -hmm. And I really enjoy the interview process and I love the editing and the producing process, but that administrative stuff, oh my gosh, <laughs> that is the end of me. But again, I got to do it because it's on my shoulders. Right. I've even shared with some people on my team that I don't have an administrative or secretarial bone in my body. If anybody can break a copier, it's me in like record time. I tell you, I it's it is the the death of me and also a skill that we just have to figure out, right? Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. What would you share with somebody that is is doesn't know if they've got the stuff? How would they determine if they has have what it takes? Mm, there's the P word. Do you have a passion for it? I keep telling my kids, you know, follow your passion and everything else will kind of fall in line. So, I mean, I obviously have a passion for this, for what I do. I, and I just, and I know it's a cliche, but I don't see it as work. It's just really a lot of fun for me. So I keep telling people, okay, you initially have to have a passion for it. You really got to care about what you do. Again, it goes back to the caring, I guess, because uh, that seems to be a theme here. So yeah, so you really got to have a passion for what you do. And then that passion will drive you through those peaks and valleys that you go through as an entrepreneur. So that's the number one thing for me is have a passion for it and then be able to persevere through those peaks and valleys. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of perseverance in this for sure. No doubt. And passion really is more than just liking something, right? Mm -hmm. And so I've yeah. talked to some friends that have an artistic ability or have something that they love and hobby or something that they do and they're, they're passionate about that particular thing, but it doesn't necessarily, that doesn't provide value for people right. that are around and determining all the time what that value is, is an important part of passion too, is it not? Yep. Yeah. Oh, I agree. I totally agree. Yeah. You can have a passion for I have a passion for surfing. I love surfing, but I can't do it professionally because I'm no good at it, but I, I love it. So, <laughs> but that's the difference. But this, I, I've had some training in it and I kind of know my way around it now. And so, but I, so I'm coupling that, that skill with the passion and it seems to be working out all right. Yeah. And one of the other things that I love that you do is you also find ways to create value for the organizations and the people that you're working with. And mm -hmm, so it's mm -hmm. it's not just what the things that you love, but how do you translate what you love into creating value for these organizations? Like some of the on-site uh, interviewing that you do and yeah. some of the remote interviewing and, and continuing to adapt. Yeah, the uh, the studio lounge, as we call it, where we go to conferences and we set up this, you know, uh, you know, a 10 by 10 backdrop with the lights and the camera and all that type of stuff. And I get to interview people at conferences. That's kind of a that's kind of a live version of CU broadcast, because for years I did it via Skype or via now you can do them via Zoom, that type of stuff where mm -hmm. you're in your office, I'm in my office. But then people started talking about, gosh, it'd be kind of fun to do some sort of a live production. So now oh, let's try this conference thing out. And we called it the studio lounge. So we go there and we interview people kind of live. And it's a lot of fun getting to see people actually live face to face and learning about what they do and, and kind of conveying their message. And I that's one of the things that I really enjoy doing is, is allowing people to convey their message and get what, what they want to say out there and, and kind of deliver their passion as well. And that, and that really, mm -hmm. video, as you well know, that really, it really comes across really well and it's really compelling. So I really enjoy that, uh, that part of it as well. 
Mm-hmm. I, I agree with you. And it's, it leads me to the question of, of around broadcasting and interviewing the skills that are required here, because not only are you an entrepreneur, but you do have, you do have that ability to bring out things in people. And something that people will say to me is when I'm on video or if I'm speaking at a webinar, or even in person, and I'll have this just I'll suddenly over the top energy, but that, that energy doesn't translate in the same way on video. Like if people yeah. only knew how rambunctious both of us are in, in our offices right now, it doesn't, it's, it's different. What are some of the skills that you've acquired in both video as well as in-person interviewing? As far as the interviewing skills, um, again, it goes back. I mean, I'm really lucky that I, I, I actually, I actually studied this in college. So <laughs> I went through and, and I got to learn from some really great editors over the years as well, as far as how to form questions, when to ask the right question, how to make a guest feel comfortable, how to build that trust to where you can ask the tough question and they will answer it. And then to, and hmm. then just kind of making the person feel good and feeling welcome. So they will kind of forget that they're in an interview and then they're actually in a conversation because that's what I tell everybody at the beginning of an interview. And they're like, where do I look or what do I do? And it's like, just pretend you're in a conversation. Whatever you do in a conversation, this is it. And it really, it really tends to relax them. And they forget that the camera's there. And they forget the microphone is there. And and before you know it, and they're talking about what they really love to do, which is really that's what really gets them. When you start like, okay, tell me more about what you do and that type of stuff. Because people like talking about themselves and they like talking about what they do for a living. So mm-hmm. so you you kind of couple those two together and you have a great recipe for a successful interview. No doubt about it. And what, how, how has your style evolved in what you do? Have you always been similar? Or you've, have you learned some things along the way? Um, I think I'm more relaxed now. Now that I mm-hmm. now that I know more people and like you, I mean, I've, I've interviewed interviewed you probably at least a dozen times. So interviewing mm-hmm. you now is really relaxing, and I know what to expect the unexpected. So <laughs> with you, but uh, with a lot of folks, it's just, it's just, I'm more relaxed now. And having done, gosh, I think I counted up the other day. It's like, it's almost like 4,000 interviews I've done. And I'm just blown away by that number. So I guess after you do something that long and that repetitive, mm-hmm. you just, it just becomes natural, I guess. I think Malcolm Gladwell's mm-hmm. or something like if you do something 10,000 times, you're an expert editor. He has, I'm par- mm-hmm. totally paraphrasing, but mm-hmm. I keep remembering that type of stuff. So if you do something enough, I mean, you're going to get good at it no matter what. The more you do, the better you get. So that's going to be bald. What's that? Please, go ahead. No, no, no I was just saying after you get some, you know, get a number of shows or some experience under your belt, you're more relaxed and you can have more fun with it and you can kind of, I don't know, you just kind of just go with it and and you don't really think about it. I mean, you hear these professional athletes talking about if you think about it, it's too late, you know, but if you just let your reactions or your instinct go, that's when things really kind of flow. And so I kind of think about that as well as, as if I don't think about it too much, it flows really, really well. So that's kind of what you get after doing it for a while. So you just don't even think about it anymore. It's just, it's just fun and in a conversation. It happens. It just yeah, happens. I love yeah. one. I love that you said that to expect the unexpected with me because I feel like I, I do throw some random spirit fingers at you or dancing or talking about puppies peeing on carpets and things. I, I don't know. Like it just it can get a little crazy. I remember but the, that. Uh, 
<laughs> One of the things that I love also that you shared is about the authenticity and relaxing into that. And that, that's somewhat of a skill, even though it seems that you're just being natural, being natural yeah. in an environment when there's cameras and lights and all that yeah. is, is a skill that I'm sure you've acquired. When it comes to lesson learned, what are some lessons learned then back in the entrepreneurial frame of this? What are some of the top things that you've learned in being an entrepreneur, things that maybe you would do different or that you're glad you did along the way? Mm, again, I think it goes, perseverance is the biggest lesson mm -hmm. I've learned is, is, is trying things and not feeling bad that it doesn't work because, hey, you can always put a new spin on it and try something else along the same lines. Um, again, just, I think perseverance is the biggest one for me, just especially in the early years when I did that, it's just, um, oh, it was really tough. I, I mean, I really enjoyed doing this, but those first few years, whew, they were, a <laughs> they were a humdinger. Yeah. And, uh, but if you can persevere through that stuff and just keep pushing and keep pushing and, and then it'll, it just, it just happens. It starts flowing like a snowball. I get the snowball effect and all of a sudden it gets better and better and better. So I think for me, that's the biggest one, the biggest lesson that I've learned. And if you mess up, you mess up. And I, and I like how you brought up the whole authenticity thing because people really enjoy, especially watching stuff online, they really enjoy the authenticity of it. So I've, sometimes I leave the mistakes in my videos and people really seem to enjoy that. And they go, oh, wow, you are real. It's not some Hollywood polished production type of thing. They really enjoy the authentic kind of, mistakes here and there everywhere. I'm not the big, big mistakes, but the little ones that the little goof ups here and there and people appreciate that and, and they talk about it too. So it's, mm -hmm. that's the kind of stuff that I learned over the years that just, yeah, just keep going with it. I loved your blooper reel. I don't know if it was for Christmas time or sometime recently in the yeah. fall, you did a blooper reel of things and I, yeah. I cracked up. Love it. Yeah. Can you share, speaking of, can you share a funny story or something that's happened in your experience? Um, oh gosh, I remember like probably the first couple of you I, oh this, debbie matz was the ncua chair at the time and i was interviewing her i can't remember what it was but i used to have my laptop i used to just shoot off my laptop and i had it on a stool right in front of me and i do everything standing up so but i was explaining i was i use my hands a lot and i hit the laptop and it went flying onto the floor and I'm talking to one of the most powerful people in the financial services industry. <laughs> and I went, oh my gosh. And so I went and picked up the, the laptop and put it back on and she is cracking up. She is dying laughing. I've never seen Debbie Matz laugh before and that's what got her to laugh. So <laughs> we were- Oh my God, was really your laptop okay? Proud moment for me. What's that? Was your laptop okay? It was fine, yeah. It bounced. Oh. Luckily we have carpet. I but yeah, that, that all of that the, was uh, caught on video. It was caught on video. Yes, it was. I need to find that video actually. But yeah, that was semi embarrassing for me. But but to know that she had a sense of humor and she knows mistakes happen and things like that, it kind of set me at ease. And, and the rest of the interview went really, really well, actually. So yeah, that was... Uh -huh. Well, couldn't have gotten worse than that, right? I mean... Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay. Don't do that anymore. So I'm going to give you some either or. So just quick answer, okay. whatever comes to mind for you. All right. So Facebook or Instagram? Instagram. Instagram, okay, I like that, photo-driven. How about Pacific Beach or Mission Beach? Mm, PB, Pacific Beach. Oh, PB guy, San Diego. Sushi mm. or pizza? Oh, ooh, wow. That's a tough one. I love sushi. 
I'm gonna have to go with sushi. Yeah. Sushi. Ooh. Yeah, I think yeah. I, I don't know that I could choose. I, you know, I was sitting here thinking I'd throw that to you, and I, I think I'd have to just be like all um, pre-recorded or live. Oh, live, hands down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and how about calculated or fearless? Mm, fearless. All right. Or even, you know, a calculated fearlessness. Calculated fear. Yeah, that's a good one. (laughs) And last one, learn love or kick ass. How about all of the above? Can we do that? That's the perfect one to pick all of the above on, I think. (laughs) If I could, I would blank every day. Surf every day. Oh, my gosh. But hanging out with my kids is pretty darn good, too. So I like that, too. Oh, well, you're getting a chance to do that now, right? (laughs) (laughs) I think I would have said that, you know, and now where we're at. Um, It's understood. You know, if you have family, that's an understood. Yeah. The world would be a better place if. Uh, I think it would just laugh more. Oh, my gosh. Just have a sense of humor. Just laugh. I love it. Can you share a bold action item or takeaway for those of us listening around entrepreneurship? A bold, oh, I think it's like what you said in the very beginning is, is dive into the deep end. I mean, you can't do this type of stuff, pardon my French, but half-ass. You can't do this half-ass. You have to dive in all guns blazing. You got to really, you really got to dedicate yourself to what you want to do. And, pe- and it will show as well, because if you're doing something half-ass, it will show and people won't won't appreciate it. But if you're all in on it and you have a, a deep passion for it and you're just, just, again, totally all in, people will see that and they'll appreciate that. Absolutely. If people wanted to get a hold of you, how did they do so? Uh, Mike at cubroadcast.com or just go to cubroadcast.com and check us out on the website and all the contact info is there. And we got tons of great videos there too. All right. Thank you so much for being here with us, Mike. I really appreciate it. Great to see you. Oh my God. My pleasure. This is so fun. So fun. Brandy, thank you very much for having me. This is a blast. I'll see you soon. Let's head out to our shout out. Hi, I'm Tammy from Thailand. Are you doing? Uh, We just did the tour with Grasshopper. Grasshopper? Awesome tour in Bangkok. With listening to Brandy. Yay! Thank you to Tammy from Thailand for the shout out. And thank you very much to Mike Lawson for joining us here on the Hotbox. Let's head out to our kick-ass top three. So if you want to become an, an entrepreneur and if you are facing some entrepreneurial fear, here are the things that uh, you should do. Number one, embrace that emotion. Mike said it beautifully when he was talking about that fear is what keeps him accountable. That fear is what shows that he cares about things that he's doing. Embrace the emotion that you have in an authentic way and be able to continue driving forward, but allow yourself to feel it because that fear is what makes it really special. Number two is to fail hard. And I described it at the beginning, I talked about it with, with Mike, but fail quickly, fail hard, get it out of the way, get some things under your belt, know that it's going to occur. You cannot avoid failure if you're going to be an entrepreneur. Things will happen. And so get them happening, get going, fail quickly, fail hard. And so you're able to learn from those mistakes. And number three is go all in. It was Mike's 
advice to us, our bold action item or takeaway, but don't just half-ass dive into the deep end, go all in. You gotta go balls to the wall on this. Go all in in being an entrepreneur because if not, you're not giving yourself to it fully. And there's your top three kick ass. Thank you again for everyone that was part of the episode today. Thank you to all of our faithful Hotbox listeners and followers. I appreciate you throughout this crazy year that we've had so far and uh, this new virtual environment that some of you have seen us in a few times. We really appreciate you being a part of that and allowing us the flexibility to bring you the Hotbox in new and exciting and different ways. Because we're always learning, we're loving, and we're kicking ass every step of the way. If you want to reach out to us, please do that strategichopbox.com or hit us up on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can snap me, you can Skype me, whatever it is that you want to do. We're here. We'd love to hear what you want us to cover here on the Hotbox. And until I see you again, please get out there. Please get out there and kick some ass. Mm-hmm.